Son was made known by the message of an angel, may, by his passion and cross, be brought to the glory of his resurrection, through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Thanks for listening to KATH 910 AM, Frisco, Dallas, Fort Worth, and North Texas. Catholic Radio for your soul on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Heard also at grnonline.com and on your smartphone. Free to aid of everyone, sustain the people in this tragic moment. And Hurricane Lee, growing larger, the National Hurricane Center, saying the Category 3 storm has maximum sustained winds of roughly 120 miles per hour as it moves northwest. Hazardous beach conditions expected to spread through the western Atlantic during the week. For more news with a Catholic perspective, visit EWTNnews.com. I'm Teresa Tomio, and the doctor is in with Dr. Ray Grendy. Starts now. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. How are you, sir? This is Peter. Oh. I can't believe I'm talking to you, Dr. Ray the Great. Oh, I don't know about that. I love listening to you. You have a personality just like my father. I don't think you should feel helpless. You are helpless. Doctor, I really appreciate that. That makes me feel a lot better. You be at peace, or else I'm going to yell at you. Trying to find a reason to speak to you. I think you're the best thing since sliced bread. That Ray, he's something. Thank you so much for what you're doing for all the parents out there. I don't know what I can possibly do. I don't either. I'm getting my money worth, I think, at this phone call. Now, from the studios of Living Bread Radio Network in Canton, Ohio, the hometown of Mother Angelica, here's Dr. Ray. Notice he never says the hometown to Dr. Ray. I mean, obviously, Mother Angelica's got to get top billing, way above top billing. But an afterthought, maybe just kind of a oh, also uh, the hometown of uh, Roy Ganuti or Ron Ganeri or, or whatever that dude's name is that's on this radio. Good to have you with me. This is Dr. Ray Garendi. I pronounced my name right. I asked mom, I was, I don't know about that. 11. Mom, why did you name me Raymond? She said, because I couldn't spell. Blah. No, she didn't. That's just an old joke. For those of you, don't be, don't be upset. No parents should never say that to their children. That's an old, old joke. Okay, this is E-Person Monday. Not assuming these emails are E-Females or E-Males. They are E-Persons. We'll get to those momentarily. Uh, I noticed something. Forget. Sometimes I, I get around, and in these various talks or places I give talks, there are folks there that are very high profile, very high profile in the Catholic world. And I observe people being nervous about talking with them. Flighty, giddy, kind of kind of unsure of themselves. I got to thinking, now this is reasonably true with, with those of you who are in the Catholic world, media world, and you take your faith very deeply. And so someone in the Catholic world um, that you respect some of you get kind of nervous about. 
And I thought, I extrapolated that to the general public. It would seem to me that much of the general public, if they were in the presence of a high-profile rock star, movie star, sports star, someone that our culture adulates, they would be nervous. They'd be, they would be unsure of themselves. They would, they would be stumbling for words. And I think it's safe to say that those who consider themselves faith-filled Christians, some, some would, would be nervous too. Talking with a all-star basketball player or football player or talking with a big-time movie actor, they, they wouldn't be as at ease as they would be with their friend, their brother, their mother, their spouse, the people in their lives. Because they would view this person as something special. Something that is, uh, in some respects, above them in accomplishments or achievements or recognition or status. I got to thinking, and I connected these dots, and wouldn't you hate to be me to think like this, but I connected these dots to my praying the rosary. Okay, Ray, wait a minute. How, how are you getting from that to that? Let me explain in the words of Ricky Ricardo. <clears throat> if I, too, would be somewhat nervous, somewhat unsure of myself, somewhat uh, stumbling over my words and phrases if I met a high-profile somebody, I pray the rosary... And much of the time, I have to bring myself back to paying attention. I've often said that if I pray a whole rosary, I've got a, four Hail Marys that are good ones. I started to think, I'm not nervous or unsure of myself talking to the Queen of Heaven. Or the God of the universe or the Savior of the world. I'm not. It's more of a kind of a very eh, easygoing, relaxed conversation. Now, some might say, well, that's the way it should be, Dr. Ray. Come on. You want to have a warm relationship with our Lord. And I agree 100%. But it just struck me that the, if you want to use the word status, the status of our Lord and the status as a human of the Blessed Virgin are way, well, the Lord is infinitely above the highest profile person on earth, and Our Lady is well, well, well above the highest profile person on earth, not infinitely. But I'm not nervous when I talk to them. Sometimes people say, well, I got mad at the Lord. Whoa, be careful there. Ooh, 
Who who are we to get mad at God? God, I just don't understand why you did this. You owe me an explanation. Huh? You understand God's providence? But we become so familiar that not only do we have no sense that we're talking to someone of unbelievable, infinite, can't-wrap-your-head-around status, that we get more nervous talking about somebody on earth that the that the population has decided they are worthy of some kind of recognition above the normal human. If you really <clears throat> wanted to draw some comparisons, <clears throat> it is likely that there are people in your life who are so devoutly faith-filled that in God's economy they are well 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 spiritually above these high-profiled individuals that we so adulate we don't get nervous around them now I know you're saying come on dr. Ray this is talk- now you're talking apples and oranges here dr. Ray come on I understand that but I guess what I'm saying is, if we keep in mind just exactly who we are conversing with when we pray, there would be an element of awe and respect that we more easily seem to feel with people that the world says are famous. And these are people just like us the saints in heaven the angels in heaven blessed virgin our lord now these these are people of uh, high or infinite status and it just hit me it just hit me i'm nervous when i talk to somebody that i think has worldly status i watch what i say but yet I pray to God, like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's the dude next door, and I'll just talk to him. Uh, maybe I had to work a little harder at remembering who I'm talking to. All righty, when we come back, I already got the E-Persons lined up. Thanks for joining me. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. So I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Brought to you by the nonprofit Seton Home Study. Hi, everybody. Dr. Ray Garendi here. You thinking about homeschooling? Seton Homeschooling. 40 years of experience, 17,000 current students, pre K through high school. They provide the books, the lesson plans, the counselors, the grading services, the tests. That's right, pretty much everything. My wife and I use Seton, some of our children. I'll tell you this. 
Two of them got perfect ACT scores in verbal. And overall, the Seton students scored more than 100 points above average on the SAT. Over 30% higher on English and reading on the ACT. It's a rigorous program. You want to give the very best to your kids? Trust me on this one. Go with Seton. It is a beautifully rigorous academic program. Go to seatonhome.org. That is seatonhome.org. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Dr. Rigorendi, an elite member of Catholic Media's SWAT team. Stopping whining and tantrums. Sensitive, nurturant, post-zeros guy, my own personal Y2 Ray. Nice to have you with me on this E-Person Monday. This came in a while back, and I should have gotten to it, but I didn't, because it's a good one. I recently watched Nefarious. Nefarious was a movie about a death row prisoner who was manifesting possession. If you haven't seen the movie, I personally, for what it's worth, highly recommend it. Uh, some exorcists have commented that it is a very realistic portrayal of a possession. Now, interestingly enough, the psychiatrist, his name was James Martin in the in the movie, the psychiatrist was carrying on a dialogue with the demon. And many exorcists would tell you, you don't carry on a dialogue. You don't, you don't debate them. You command them. Now, by the way, it's, it's out of the theaters, but you can, you can stream it. And I have long been skeptical, Dr. Ray, about multiple personality disorder. That is a very fascinating manifestation of psychic disorder. That's the popular name for it. The present official name is dissociative identity disorder. I could see how you would be skeptical. Because... What exactly is it? How does it manifest itself? What is going on about it? And is it as common as one might think? I mean, it was made popular in a movie with Joanne Woodward, The Three Faces of Eve. Okay, And I think there was another movie called Sybil. I think she had supposedly 16 different personalities. Now, when you, when you start getting into that, you've got to start asking some question. Okay, what is exactly manifesting here? He goes on, I don't dispute that chemicals in the brain can be abnormal, but I'm uncertain if it's cause or effect. Now, I'm not exactly sure what he means by that. Let's, let's see if he goes on to clarify. 
Do you know if there's ever been a study of the brain during possession? I would think not. I would think it would be absolutely too hard to do. I think you could take a look at the brain when there was an overt demonic manifestation. However, even at that, we really don't have the tools to identify unless there's an actual brain lesion, a tumor, something we can pick up. For most mental disorders, it is neurochemically based, and that's much, much harder to measure. Then he says, that's probably not the best time for a study. Well, my friend, that's an understatement. You're absolutely correct. And I would think if a demon is in full manifestation, he's not going to allow it. But I'm sure that there are cases where psychologists did tests before the exorcist got involved. Yes, that's very true. As a matter of fact, and even if you go way back, hundreds of years ago, in the church's prescriptions, the church's guidelines for a proper exorcism, one of the first things they say, and they weren't as quote-unquote scientifically, psychologically knowledgeable as we are now, but they said, you gotta make sure this is not a mental disorder. This is not something caused by a aberrant Reaction, action in the brain. And exorcists will tell you that possession, all-out possession, is quite rare. And the majority, the vast majority of the time, what may appear on the surface to be demonic oppression or demonic possession is in fact mental disorder and that is why many people if not most will go through a series of psychological evaluations before before they move towards the exorcism now there are certain indications over and above what would be a mental disorder that could indicate that there's possession here one, knowledge of languages they should have no knowledge of, either ancient languages that have long since fallen out of disuse, or languages they've never been exposed to. Sanskrit. Two, superhuman strength. Strength beyond comprehension, beyond adrenaline-fueled strength. You know, we all read the stories of the mom whose husband or, or son is pinned underneath a car, which collapsed off, collapses off of a jack, and then she picks it up. This five foot three, one hundred and forty pound woman picks it up. We've seen, we've heard those stories, but not, that's just not what this is. Superhuman strength, knowledge they should not have. For example, if they say, "I know what your nickname was when you were four, and I know who called you that." And the priest is thinking, I, I've never told anybody. And furthermore, how would the demon know? Okay, so they have knowledge of things they shouldn't know. Now, sometimes people say uh, a severe aversion to holy things. And I was talking to, well, I heard one exorcist say that's not always the case. It's not always the case. So, there are distinct 
if you will, additions to possession that are over and above whatever could manifest itself in a mental disorder. Exorcists are acutely aware that mental complications have to be ruled out prior to pursuing exorcism. There is something that I've most recently connected with. It's called the Exorcist's Files. It's a priest, Carlos Martins. He is an exorcist. And these are from his files and his notes of exorcisms that he has done. It is a dramatization, so I'm sure they, 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 they fill in the particulars, but the theme and the gist is accurate. A very educational. They give a lot of information from the catechism, from the church's teachings, from specifics about demonology and exorcism and how you open a portal oftentimes for, well, not you, but people open a portal for a demon to take hold. They give an awful lot of good instruction within the dramatization, the exorcist's files. They have a psychiatrist that he's he's been there for 25, 30 years, very, very high profile, very well known, very respected. He's involved in not only ruling out mental illness, but he also, and I saw him in an interview, or I heard him in an interview, where he basically said it is his belief that, in fact, there is activity of demons. He's seen it. He's been there. He has seen the laws of nature totally broken. Things flying that shouldn't be flying. Levitation that's not humanly possible. Changes in perception of what the possessed person looks like. He's he's quite believable. He's quite believable. So that's just kind of a, a primer onto that. Let me go to see where we're at with this other one here. Oh, why do you do that? My phone jumps. You know, when I'm back getting this e person from back in the past, then as soon as I lose the phone, it jumps all the way to the present, and then I have to go all the way back, and i got to find it again. All right, let me see where I'm on this one here. That was a 7-9. All right, let's see what they got here. Oh, okay, i got time. I'm a 61-year-old working woman. I've raised three boys with my husband. I am now divorced. For the past 10 years, I've been battling alcoholism. I'm sober now. I was uninvited to my oldest son's wedding in 2014 because of my alcoholism well I don't know if it was because she couldn't be predictable and in fact the son and maybe the wife-to-be said look you can't have your mother here she could just alcohol here she's drinking not possible I don't know I don't know what it is he is a Catholic she says here's how he she describes it he wears his Catholicism on his sleeve Yet, he has not spoken to me in five years. I've tried everything. He says he has forgiven me, but he is hurt. It's hard for me to understand how you could say you've forgiven somebody, your mother, and you refuse to talk to her. 
You refuse to have any contact with her, especially if she's reached out to you. And indeed, nobody's going to argue about the alcoholism, and nobody's going to argue that it could have been ugly. But to basically say, I have written my mother out of my life, that's okay, it gets more complicated. I've recently been diagnosed with a brain aneurysm. I'm going to have major brain surgery in September. He knows that and has still not contacted me. He has a busy life. I just do not understand why he has not contacted me. Then she followed up on the same day. And she said, how can he not talk to his mother in five years? I'm heartbroken. I think about him every day. I just don't understand. Well, Mom, I got to tell you, from what you've said, I don't either. Now, I would imagine if I asked your son, he would say, here's why. Here's what's happened. Here's what she did. Here's how unpredictable she is. I can't put my children in that way. Now, I, I, okay. All right, and I know there are those of you listening who are thinking, okay, Dr. Ray, come on, you don't know my mother, you don't know my father. Uh, if you did, you wouldn't have in your life either. Okay, but this is a situation where no contact, hasn't even texted her, hasn't called her. It's one thing to say, all right, you're too unpredictable to be part of my life. You're dangerous. Although that's not all that common. Most of the time it's, I don't like who you are, you're difficult, you're <gasps> toxic. But to write the person out, I don't understand it either. I just want to comment a little bit more on it and we get back. Hello, I am Wesley Stefish, a member of Mother Day Parish in Irving, a sponsor here at the Catholic Radio. I am owner of Absolute Painting. We serve customers on residential home improvement projects. We provide full remodeling services, preparing homes for sale to get the most benefits for the homeowners with the pay at the closing option. You can find us at AbsolutePTG.com. That's AbsolutePTG.com or by phone or text 972-375-5100. Arm yourself for the daily spiritual battle. Visit St. Michael's Armory for beautiful sacramentals, recast antique metals and religious jewelry, and our exclusive sterling silver and wool brown scapulars. Take up these means to strengthen your soul and arm yourself well for the battle of life. StMichaelsArmory.com That's StMichaelsArmory.com Spiritual armor for the battle of life. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village. The White Rose Golf Classic, benefiting the White Rose Women's Center and St. Joseph's Helpers, will be Friday, October 20th, beginning at 8 a.m. at Firewheel Golf Course in Garland. All KATH 910 AM listeners are encouraged to support the event by either registering for the Four Golfer Scrambler event or becoming a sponsor. For more information or to register, please visit 
stpaulmc.org. For questions about donations and sponsorship, contact Tony Sabetti by emailing t.sabetti at verizon.net. That's st.sabetti at verizon.net. A linguistics professor is lecturing his class. In English, he says, a double negative forms a positive. But there isn't a single language, not one, in which a double positive can express a negative. A voice from the back shouts out, yeah, right. (laughs) Not bad, not bad. All right. I'm just finishing up an e-person from a very distressed <coughs> older mom has a son. Now she admits she was she says I'm a recovering alcoholic and she said I just noticed this. I didn't see it in her first e-person and I'm doing very well right now. I have a wonderful relationship with two of my other sons, but I have one son who uninvited me to his wedding about 10 years ago based on my behaviors okay so we got that so she he figures she's unpredictable we had a relationship for a couple of years but he hasn't spoken to me in five he is as she she says this now i don't know exactly what this means because i've seen a lot of people who are quote-unquote devout catholics because they're devotional but the love part is erratic he's a devout catholic I've only met one of his children. Now, she's going to have brain surgery. And she says he just won't. She says he's very outspoken about his faith. He hasn't talked to me in five years. I'm heartbroken. I think about him every day. I don't understand. Well, I don't either, Mom, on the basis of what you've said. I can't understand it. Uh, in your previous email, you said he said he's hurt. Okay. Maybe there's some ugly history there. Not unusual. Okay, with people close to us. You can have ugly histories. The core of our faith. Now, I can understand this. You know, a lot of grandparents, a lot of parents, will tell me that their adult offspring don't talk to them, have written them off, but they've also written off the faith. So their view is, I don't like your faith. I don't like the faith, and therefore, it doesn't bother me that I've written you off because that's the best thing for me to do. But when you say and when you supposedly evidence that you are still in the faith, you embrace the faith, and you still write your parents out of your lives, and they're not dangerous, they're not going to do anything traumatic to your children, which is thankfully fairly uncommon they're just obnoxious or unpleasant or difficult or alcoholic or whatever and you write them off you just basically you you don't return their contacts you don't text them you don't do anything they are no longer a part of your life i don't see how you can possibly do that 
and proclaim you are a faithful Catholic. You could be a bad Catholic and do that. But don't. Don't think that you are. Because the very center of our faith. In St. John's letters, he says, How can you say you love God, but you do not love the people you see? We will be judged by how we love. And I, this, this is something that I, I can't fathom. Uh, again, it, it's one of the more puzzling things of my psychological existence. All right, so I got that. Let me move further down here. See what this one says. Dr. Ray, you've always said that if we want to raise a one in a million child, we have to be a one in a million parent. Well, there's no guarantees on that. I mean, I've seen a lot of great parents raise children that just go kaflooey, but but that's it. Let me put it to you this way. You raise the odds of raising a great kid, a one in a hundred kid, a one in a thousand kid, if you, in fact, are that level of parent. I read your discipline books after my husband of almost 20 years abandoned me, our four little children, and our faith. I gained control over the household. My daughter is 18, and people often comment that she's different from any young adult they ever met. Her faith, her maturity, and her confidence are amazing. I can't take credit because part of it is her own character and personality. Yeah, I want to comment on that. I heard heard one mom say this. You're not as good a parent as your best kid. And by best meaning, the ones who, who seem to turn out most responsible, most faithful. And you're not as bad a parent as your worst kid. Yes, because temperament and personality are big factors in how kids absorb your parenting. Some just absorb it. And what you teach and what you try to guide them with, they take it in. And they become wonderful human beings others resist it others give you a little more battle about it tonight she was invited on the following podcast listen to her defend her faith dr ray if you have a minute to look or later after the podcast my wife made the observation once about certain of our children And she said, we didn't make them. And by that she meant, we didn't make their personalities. You know, if they they are by nature gentle-spirited, or by nature uh, more kind-hearted, or by nature more open, tolerant. We tried to teach that as best we could. But much of that was who they are, who they grew up to be. Nature is enormously powerful. Come on, I know I'm talking to you parents who look at some of your kids and go, wow, if I just looked at that child, I'd think I'm a great parent. But if I look at that child over there, I think I'm a total failure. 
because temperament is a big factor. Obviously not the only one. Your parenting is a big one. And the culture surrounding us is a huge one. More so than ever, because this culture has the ability to reach inside your home and shape your kids and how they think. But I think her point is well taken, and she recognizes it. She says, I didn't, I didn't make her who she was. But because of who she was, she was more open to her mother's guidance. a new branding strategy that allows you to educate and engage with your local community while building trust and credibility? Decided Excellence Catholic Media offers a very unique branding platform which showcases you as the expert in your industry. Our exclusive publications are open, read, kept, and shared with thousands of readers and communities throughout Texas and nationwide. To learn more about our powerful branding solutions, please contact Doreen Chaney at dchaney at decidedexcellence.com. That's D-C-H-A-N-A-Y at decidedexcellence.com. Join us in praying the St. Michael Prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Since 1991, the Church has directed Catholics to avoid investment in companies that violate Catholic teaching in areas such as abortion and contraception. Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors provides investments compatible with the teachings of the Catholic faith. Certified financial planner James Bell is an investment advisor representative. James can be reached by calling 817-608-7853. Sponsor of Guadalupe Radio Network, Knights of Columbus Asset Advisors is an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk. KFCA.com for more information. Hope Restored Healing the Wounds of Abortion is a two-day ecumenical conference for mental health professionals, clergy, and adults on September 13 and 14 at St. Paul Parish Center in Richardson. Featured speakers Kevin Burke, Sister Patricia Marie, and Dr. Ingrid Scott will discuss topics like the effects of abortion on women and men, what has happened since the Dobb decision, and the mental health effects of chemical versus surgical abortion. Go to prolifedallas.org forward slash conference for more information or to register. Joining me here, Dr. Ray Grandy, program Dr. Zid. <clears throat> Variant of the program. E-Person Monday. Get a chance to work my way through your E-Persons as they come in. My website, drray.com. If you'd like to take a look at any of the books, they're all there. Somebody asked me, uh, well, you got a lot of books. I said, yes, 
I've learned the secret to writing a lot of books. You can't worry about him being too good. <laughs> okay, hope you don't believe me on that one. Uh, I just, I, you know, I, I, I love nutrition. I, I just am so fascinated by nutrition and all its effects on our body and all the ways to eat healthier and how you can eat for, for better quality of life. And I just came across something. I've realized that elephants, buffalo, and cows seem to be evidence that you don't lose much weight by eating greens and walking. Huh. I'll have to have to look into that further. All right, let's see where we're going with this one here. This is a cute one. Dr. A just had to relay this conversation to you. I was in the car with three of my four sons. We have ten children total. We were listening to your show. Someone called in about discipline issues. I said, I like this guy. My 15-year-old said, who is this? I replied, Dr. Ray. My 17-year-old said, wait, Dr. Dre? Now, for those of you not as sophisticated in pop culture, Dr. Dre is a, a, a hip-hop artist or rap star me no not dr dre dr ray my 13 year old said who is this guy me he's the guy who gave us the idea to give you all essays when you misbehave this was followed by nearly simultaneous groaning and negative comments and my 17-year-old concluded by saying, I wish you had gotten your parenting advice instead from Dr. Dre. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great, Leanne. Thank you. All right, let's further. Where was that? Okay, that's the 13th. Let me see what we got here. Um, let's go there, 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 there. Um, okay, that's that. I'm still moving forward, finding finding some of these. There's a bunch of them here. Right, let's get to this one. I sort of a dilemma, Doctor Ray, and it's uh, <clears throat> it's been disturbing my mind for quite a while. Twenty two years ago, I received a civil divorce and a Catholic annulment. We have two sons together, and my wife had a child that I had adopted. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but my ex-wife is a selfish and manipulative person. Five years ago, she picked an argument with me, and my kids cut me off. All right, now... I don't, I don't know from, from this in the beginning, I don't know what children he had by this woman. Okay, uh, He says he has two sons with his wife, and she also had a child that he had adopted, but apparently he had children from that first relationship. 
by accident, I saw a picture on my sister's Facebook of my two grandchildren, now six and five, and I'm going to assume that these grandchildren are from his first relationship, a boy and a girl. I've seen them before, twice, each as babies. My situation has always been one where my ex has dangled my sons before me. I often had to go 110 miles away to see them. All right, so we got a situation here where before these, I'm assuming, grown-up sons wrote him out of their life, he, he had periodic contacts, but, but by the distance, by the nature of the distance, he couldn't be as involved in their life as he might have wanted to have been. Should I somehow reach out to my sons, although no contact? They've also done things in the past to my family, meaning apparently his present family. I don't know what those things are. So I feel that maybe I should let things be. I feel a bit of a dilemma. I think it comes down to, well, first of all, I would reach out and say, I'm thinking about you. I'm here. I saw on Facebook. I've wondered how you've been all this time. Uh, I hope we can connect sometime. I would love to catch up with you and see where your life is and how it's going. I can explain some things if you have questions. I would be delighted to do that. You know, just that kind of thing. No guilt trip on them. No guilt trip on mom. However, I think the thing that would have to be part of this decision is when you say they've done things in the past to your family. What are those things? I mean, if these are things that are flat-out serious, not just being obnoxious, not just saying ridiculous, stupid, put-down-ish type things, not just words is what I'm saying, but in fact, something that, uh, oh, could could indeed put your family at at some kind of of risk. Now, Now, that said... Even at that, that doesn't mean that you have to have them in your house. You can meet them somewhere. You can go where they are if that's possible or if they're open to it. You could do that. You don't have to include them already into your family. Now, if you're saying... Well, they've done things in the past to my present family, and I don't know how my family would feel about this. I think my family would take it personal that in some way I'm betraying them by trying to reconnect with my sons from that previous relationship. Well, run it by your family. Give them your reasons for doing this. Say, you all means so much to me. You're my world. You mean the, the world to me. However, these are also my sons. And whatever that relationship has been, I, I don't want it to be completely destroyed. Act as though they don't exist. To go to my death, having not talked to my sons for 42 years. I don't really want to do that if there's any way not to do that. Now, if I attempt to reach out and they just flat out don't, 
then in fact nothing's going to happen. What if your present family says, we really don't want you to do that? I can't tell you what to do. I think I know what I would do. I would say, I respect that. But again, these are not your sons. And so therefore, that's a, that's a relationship that is, is something that uh, you don't want to break. Or at least you want to have some threads in it. So I, I probably, and again, I don't know how old your kids are. I don't know how your wife would feel about this. But again, it would, it would, it would have to be pretty strong for them to say, we don't want you to have any contact. Don't do it. All right. It's Dr. Ray. Thank you. Underwritten in part by the following nonprofit. Do you have an insurance plan that pays for everything, even things you don't believe in? There are options. You can join Solidarity HealthShare, a faith-based health sharing community. Plus, Solidarity HealthShare can save you money with prices starting as low as $384 a month for families. Call to see how much you can save. 844-398-9399. That's 844-398-9399. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. If we think like children, can we get a better workout? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. For many of us, getting a workout means going for a run, lifting weights, or doing some push-ups. But are we having fun doing any of those things? Many experts suggest that we need to incorporate play and fun into our workouts, just like when we were kids. We got plenty of exercise, climbing trees, playing ball, or chasing a friend. Now some personal trainers are incorporating childlike routines in their planned workouts to keep things fresh and filled with fun. The experts suggest that we watch kids at play and mirror their exercise. Kids don't usually run for miles and miles. They run, stop, jump, and play. Then they do it again. They mix things up. They laugh. They still sweat, and they still get out of breath. They get a good workout. We can do the same. For more on playful workouts, head over to our Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. I'm scrolling, scrolling on to newer e-persons. Getting close to, uh, what is this here? Okay. This is Dr. Reed. Do I have enough time for this? Andrew, what do I got? I got about three or four minutes, right? Oh, I got five? Our 25-year-old son is dating with intent to marry a female coworker. See, that's a that's a that is an that is a critical line with intent to marry a female coworker. 
She has a speckled family background and broke up with a previous two-year two live-in situation to date our son. Although not cohabitating, they spend all their waking hours together. Our son encouraged her to complete RCIA in order to be confirmed, hoping to win our approval. <laughs> Excuse me. Our son now wants us, his parents, to accept this person into our family with hugs and smiles. We have resisted in hopes to discourage him from being yoked with someone of dubious spiritual maturity. A lot of prayer and counseling were invested in this, our youngest, who now seems to be discarding it for his first and only serious relationship. Is it okay to keep her at arm's length while encourage him to date others? Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, Dad, if you're thinking that be, you are cool toward her and uh, making it clear you don't approve that that's going to make him give her up, I think you got about a one in a hundred chance of that, from my experience. When a kid is in a relationship, a kid, young adult, is in a relationship and is clearly headlong into it, and the parents say, we don't approve, the parents lose. Now, I'm not saying the relationship is good for him, and I'm not saying that your judgment is wrong. I'm saying you can only lose by not accepting her. And if you say, but if we accept her, he'll think it's all okay. And he'll just go further and further into her. Dad, he's going to go further and further into her anyway. You said with intent to marry. He wants to marry this woman. Now, the one thing I might try in your shoes is I would say, your mom and I are going to welcome her. With hugs and kisses, as he says, we're going to welcome her. We would just ask that you don't rush into marriage, that you really get to know each other a lot more first. You'll have our warmth. Uh, if you want to include her in family gatherings, certainly. Christmas Eve, she'll be here, certainly. But would you please hold off on marriage? Just give it time, because this will be for life, and you want to make sure that you really, really know this person. That's the approach I would take on this. But the approach is, and a lot of a lot of parents do this, and they lose... Not only do they lose, they lose their son and then, or their daughter, and then what happens is this. If there is a marriage, and the marriage turns out okay, or not so okay, either way, there is bitter history there. And you don't want an in-law thinking, you know, you didn't accept me, you didn't like me. You tried to break us up. I don't have any love loss for you. You don't want to start out on those terms. That can hurt you bad. Because perhaps this young lady will come around. Or perhaps not. But if, if not, then you still got a problem. Which is, okay, she's capable of influencing your son to push you out of their lives, which would mean to push you out of the grandkids' lives. You don't want to risk that. So you're asking my advice. I'm saying at this point, you do your best to love and welcome the girl he has chosen, even though you're worried and nervous, understandably so, and maybe rightfully so. But see if he's open and willing to make sure that as best they can, they get to know each other well, better than now. 
There's so much of this now because the bottom line is that the younger generation is finding it very hard, much, much harder. I just saw a statistic. 25% of 40-year-olds are now unmarried. That is the highest since they've been taking stats going all the way back to 1900. So with less and less people in the faith, it is much harder now for someone to who is in the faith to find someone equally in the faith. Thank you for joining me here on The Doctor Is In on this E-Person Monday. Thanks, Andrew Kruchek, for all you do over there in Ann Arbor. Walk with God. You be open to Him. He'll help you stay in the faith. Stronger with each step. For information on Dr. Ray's presentations, books, and CDs, visit DRA.com and follow him on Facebook. The Doctor is In is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Faith and charity are key elements of life, but are they at the center of your financial decisions? With the Knights of Columbus, you can pursue financial stability, but more importantly, you can do so in a way that is compatible with the Catholic teaching. For more than 140 years, they have helped families guard their financial future. Today, they have expanded their offerings to include retirement annuities, long-term care insurance, and disability income insurance. Your faith can inspire your financial decisions. Terms and conditions apply. You can learn more by calling Chris Stark at 844-656-1492. Professional artists in Texas are invited to submit original artwork for the 18th Annual Catholic Foundation Art on the Plaza competition. The winning artist will receive $5,000 and their masterpiece will be on display for one year on a 28-foot by 9-foot wall at the Catholic Foundation Plaza, located across the street from the Morton H. Meyerson Symphony Center in the downtown Dallas Arts District. Honorable mention winners will receive $500. The deadline to submit entries is Friday, September 8th. Visit catholicfoundation.com for more information. Thank you for listening to KATH 910 AM and being a part of this great radio ministry, a community where we all live, work, learn, and pray together. I'm Dr. Kyle Eberlein, a longtime supporter and sponsor of this station. If you're in need of a dentist, we have two offices to help you, one in Bedford and one in Hearst. You can find us online at midcitiesdental.com to find more information or request an appointment. National Life Chain is coming on Sundays in October for the past 35 years. Pro-life people across the U.S. and the world have stood beside main streets holding professionally printed signs and praying for an hour or an hour and a half. They have shown compassion for those in unplanned pregnancies and have saved the lives of countless babies. If you would like to invite your church or youth group to a Life Chain event, you may find more information at lifechain.net. That's lifechain.net. St. Francis Village is located on 250 acres on the shore of Lake Benbrook in southwest Fort Worth. You will love to live your retirement here at this secure Catholic community. If you are 62 and independent, call Mike at 817-292-5786. Walk to daily mass and participate in various activities. You can even feed the deer from your patio. Rates include utilities for cottages starting at under $900. Call Mike at 817-292-5786 to get on the wait list and to begin living at St. Francis Village.
Hey, Sissel, did you hear about the big news about what's happening Tuesday, September 12th? Yes, it is going to finally be in the mid-80s. Fall has arrived. That is not what I'm talking about. Really? What are you talking about? It's the first day of our fall Sherathon with a theme of Source and Summit, where we're asking everybody to call in, help us spread the good news of Jesus Christ through Catholic Radio here on KTH 910 AM so that we can keep this station on the air. Oh, yeah. So that would not be the day to ask off to enjoy the weather with my pumpkin spice latte. Absolutely not. I didn't think so.